it's as close to time travel as we're going to get. This Week in Music History with Marty Miller. This is the week, October 2nd until 6th. The week Sinead O'Connor got cancelled, sort of, in the US back in 1992. Fight the real enemy! Shine on, you crazy diamond. Wish you were here goes number one. Hindsight to look back and think, well, we could have done this or we could have done that. And an A-side release for George Harrison, a first for him in 1969. 150 cover versions of that. In fact, that's a good thing. I bet you never heard the James Brown version. Let's take a look at This Week in Music History. This Week in Music History. A week in less than 10 minutes. It was in 1977 this week that the body of Elvis Presley and his mother Gladys were moved from where they were buried to Graceland after people tried to nick Elvis's body and his coffin. They filed past the gravesite here at the Meditation Garden where... Elvis is buried now along with his mother, Gladys. It was this week back in 1995 that Oasis gave us their second album. What's the story? Morning Glory. Noel says it was a piece of cake to write that one. Wonderwall took 10 minutes, literally. Cast No Shadow took like 10 minutes. Morning Glory took about 20 minutes. It just, uh, I mean, when when I was writing the songs for that album, they were, they were just coming so fast like that. We knew it was just going to be like the biggest selling album of this decade. And the, and the best album of this decade. I don't know where they came from, and to this day it still startles me. They just, they were just coming out, man. And I was writing like a song, you know, I was writing two songs a day, man. A very big part of the Beatles' sound. A backroom boy at Abbey Road died this week in 2018. His name was Jeff Emmerich. We had the pleasure of interviewing him, actually. Did they know how important they were at that stage, or how important they would become? Did they know at that stage? No, I mean, I think up to Revolt, when we started to do Revolver musically, um, every, everything sort of changed from that moment on for the, for the for years to come. And then that's the importance started to, 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 to you know, s- s- settle into their, their, themselves a, 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 because of the complexity of the way we were recording the music because no yeah. one had recorded music like that, yeah. especially Tomorrow Never Knows. So yeah. it was becoming important wow. from, 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 that, from that, that sort of, Stage, I guess, and because then, then Sergeant Pepper was a development of, of uh, that. Yeah, it's very complex. 1992, Sinead O'Connor is on the television for Saturday Night Live, a comedy show. When she went off script, it wasn't rehearsed. There was a stunned silence in the studio, and well, the television company that show SNL Saturday Night Live were fined 2.5 million quid because of the actions of Sinead O'Connor ripping up a picture of Pope John Paul II. Of good over evil. Fight the real enemy. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. This week in 1970, there was another member of the 27 Club. This time it was US singer Janis Joplin, found dead at the Landmark Hotel in Hollywood after going too far with her drugs. Here's Janis on the TV, not too long before she was no more. Went to Europe and played over there about a month. Scared him to death, I think. (laughs) Did you have fun? No, I had a terrible time. Did you really? Nobody really gets loose and nobody rocks over there. They're all so 
cerebral. They're very cerebral. In 1975, Pink Floyd were number one with the album Wish You Were Here. Of course, that album would feature a tribute to their former frontman, Sid Barrett. Shine on, you crazy diamond. Here's David Gilmore. Schizophrenia or any sort of mental illness at the time. Um, And it's very easy with hindsight to look back and think, well, we could have done this or we could have done that. But at the time, we just got on with uh, the job in hand. This week in 1982, the Smiths made their live debut at the Ritz in Manchester. This is the only performance, apparently on record, of Suffer Little Children. through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast. In 1973, Elton John gave the world his seventh studio album, Goodbye Yellow Brick Road. It was recorded under the working titles of Vodka and Tonics and silent movies. And it was all recorded in a tiny place in France. I say tiny, it really was a castle. In a partially derelict chateau in the small village of Ereville, some 50 kilometres outside Paris. And it's indeed odd to find tomorrow's music being made in yesterday's crumbling splendour. Here, in very Spartan conditions, he and the group lead a strange monastic existence for the best part of a month, working by night and sleeping by day. Within these historic walls, tomorrow's hits are being forged in splendid isolation. Great news for Who fans. Back in 1999 this week, Roger Daltrey announced that the Who were reforming. They were going to be playing some shows in Vegas with Ringo Starr's young fella on the drums. Hello, Zach Starkey. Into somewhat connected, in 1969, the song Something, written by George Harrison, was released as an A-side Beatles single. This was a first for George Harrison. For example, Something, the effect that uh, something had... Yeah, that was a nice one. 150 was... cover versions of that. In fact, that's a good thing. I bet you never heard the James Brown version. James yes. Brown. Did you ever expect that song to, no. to be... No, no. I wrote that in Abbey Road when we were making the White Album. What You know, the album that's called the White Album. I wrote it at that time, writing something. I wrote the main part of that, and then I sort of just put it on ice for about six months because it, I thought, that's too easy. It sounds so simple. It must be something, because once I got into writing it, the first change, da 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 Once I made that change, everything followed, just da Uh, you know, all those chord changes. So I thought it must be something else, but it wasn't. It was this week in 2019 that Ginger Baker, legendary drummer and co-founder of the band Cream, died at the age of 80. Here is his old buddy Johnny Rotten paying homage. This film is about Ginger Baker, a man who stands for something in life that probably most of you do not. Love and appreciate no matter how awkward this character may appear to you. Love you, Ginger. Johnny Rotten, I'm your man. And it was this week in 2020, after battling cancer for 18 years, Eddie Van Halen died at the age of 65. Today, John Bon Jovi told CBS This Morning, Eddie was a huge inspiration for his own career. Yeah. 
every teenager of my era couldn't look at an electric guitar and not wish that they could play like Eddie Van Halen. Guitar World magazine ranked Eddie the number one greatest guitarist of all time. But did you know he's the mastermind behind this iconic guitar solo? Eddie was uncredited and unpaid for that Beat It cameo. And that's a look at This Week in Music History, looking through from October 2nd until October 6th. Thanks a lot for checking out the podcast. Subscribe, share it with your friends, do whatever you can to get those numbers up. It's important. Support local podcasts. Okay. My name is Marty Miller. Have a great week. We'll talk to you next time. Zipping through a week in a matter of minutes. This Week in Music History, the podcast.